Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ not only turns any tablet into a dementia care day clock, it also allows your whole family to send messages, share photos, schedule reminders, and have two-way video calls easily from their phone. RecallQ, be a great caregiver from anywhere. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow. And Tifa, apparently you have spare time because um, you've done what? Written another book? <laughs> well, uh, with help, I would say with help, with, with support and help, I did, we did put out a book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's it called and where can I get it? I'm excited. Yeah, Understanding the Changing Brain. Um, so it's, it's basically how can we help? help people understand brain changes so they can change their brains. Okay, so um, is so, this like about a thousand pages or, or what is it? Not that many. We got it down to a reasonable number with pictures and, and things. And we also divide it into chapters. And you can get it either from our website or you can get it from Amazon. And you can, we're, we're to the place where you can even get electronically. If that's Ooh. how you choose. We're, we're, we're doing all kinds of interesting things there. So um, if you're one of those ebook readers, it's a possibility to do an ebook rather than a uh, paper product. Well, we'd like people to, to purchase it, but can you give us some yeah. of the highlights and some of the chapters? Because there are so many places that you could take us. Yeah. So one of the things we talk about is the different kinds of dementia. Like what are some different categories and groupings of brain changes and what do they look like? What are some oh, why do I need to know that? Well, it turns out that different dementias behave differently in the early states. And it's sometimes important to know what you're looking at is not Alzheimer's. It's a frontal temporal dementia. And then we have a chapter on your frontal lobe is changing. What does that mean? Well, executive control, things like uh, the ability to be logical and reasonable, the ability to control impulses, the ability to uh, make choices that are consistent with values, or maybe the ability to uh, get started on doing something, do it accurately, finish it, and then go on to doing something else, or look at yourself and know you need help, or you're fine to do something accurately. Or Well, what, as a care partner or a family member, why do I need to know that stuff? Well, when I say to you, what do I do now? If you say, well, what do you want to do? That's not going to help me. <laughs> if I knew that, I would have done it. So um, we also can provide, so what do I do now? You're wanting to know what you should do now. Well, you, I could really use your help, or you could go in the other room, and there are some the magazines in there that I know you tend to like to look at. Do you have a preference? So you're giving choices instead of just saying, go away? Yeah, or <laughs> do whatever you want. I mean, you know, why are you asking me? Or, you know, so really helping families understand at that moment, I, I don't know how to move a decision. I don't know how to get to a decision. I, I don't know how to do that. I need some help. But asking me what I want to do is more confrontational than helpful. So recognizing, you know, whether it's vision or whether it's, um, prefrontal cortex stuff, or whether it's um, language-related stuff, or maybe memory-related, or other things, there are things we should be starting to notice 
and then modify what we do so that their changing brain changes us so that we can have a better interaction and relationship. So that sounds like one of those must read chapters, you know, you, you need to have that in your book. Yeah, I mean, these are those, these are those things that like we get have been asked the greatest number of questions about typically about why is she doing that? What's going on there? What, but he's never done this before. It's like, why does he use those words? Oh, my heavens, why is he so mean? Or why is she not? Why doesn't she answer me? And it's like, why? Why does she get up in the middle of the night? So those kinds of questions, but also, so what are some responses that make more sense? So we've tried to also include in every chapter, well, how could we change to, to acknowledge, recognize, and respond to that shift or change we're seeing? So how many chapters and, and what are some of the other subjects? Well, I mean, there are over 20, 25 chapters, and we've kept them short. Um, and some of them are just about one section of brain or another. So, you know, the amygdala, understanding the amygdala, understanding the hippocampus, understanding what does your left temporal lobe do? I mean, so that really getting that course, I believe everybody should have got if you're going to be living with someone with a changing brain. Unfortunately, you need to understand what's changing about them instead of just, well, she's, you know, she's not trying anymore. Well, let's figure out where does that come from? What does that mean? Because when that's happening, it's more than just she won't do that. She's gotten so stubborn. It could very well be she doesn't know the next step because where she has damage, if you're seeing this and that, then try this instead. Uh, don't make assumptions. Let's do an assessment. Do we still suffer from the... Um, I, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this, but everybody everybody uses the term Alzheimer. Not saying anything about uh, you know that the association or anything else, but that broad term <laughs> does that limit us in in how we view people? It tends to because I mean we talk about you know in in it we also talk about the idea of dementia as a, a disability state rather than this global you know you get dementia and you know so you're going to die. And so, wow, everybody's in one grouping and it's in this Alzheimer's word or, you know, a particular thing. I think what this book does is get us to take a step back and realize, well, when this part of your brain isn't working, then this part of your brain might kick in gear a bit more. So if you're noticing this, you might want to check out that and understand it's not a willfulness, it's a brain change. So, you know, why keep blaming the person for not trying like what did I tell you is probably no longer helpful so let's try another strategy and it's really calling on us to recognize the change means change for all of us if we want this to work so this is written in layperson's language because mm -hmm. so many of the articles I've read over the years tend to be very technical, which, you know, I, I'm one of these people that will look words up and go, oh, okay. But so it doesn't have like to be like about that. The left anterior cingulate gyrus. And it's like, the what? <laughs> I have one of those? <laughs> yeah, and you only have one because the other one's the right anterior. Yeah. So, I mean, we do look at brain parts, but the point of looking at them is not to make you a scientist. It's to get you to recognize 
changes in this particular area of the brain, like the vision center, limit how much data I can take in. So if you want me, if you want to be the data I take in, then we got to put you where the eyes are looking, not jump in there and surprise somebody, because then another part of the brain may take over. Uh, and it's the alerting, threatening part of the brain. And we think the person just acts out, but in fact, we we surprise them with our appearance and there are ways around that, but you gotta you gotta understand why it's happening so you can shift what you're doing. So now knowing Tipa as I do, when you were writing this book, you probably had one or two aha moments because you you always do. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the ahas were, you know, we get questions and it was like, okay, so even though people get this, they still need help with so what do I do? You know, so that it's obvious to me, like, oh, if this, then, okay, try this or this, but that's evidently not obvious to everybody. So we would take a question. One of the things we added into the book is take a question and I would give my input and then we'd have two, you know, one or two other people from PAC give another piece so that you got a couple of impressions other than just mine. So Dan Bulgarelli and Debbie Tyler both contributed their pieces to this so that we have some different perspectives in the so what section. So what does this mean section And each chapter? Each chapter has a couple of questions that are, so what does this mean kind of thing. So are you saying that even TIPA has a team and that's why you're always telling us to build our team when we're working, trying to be a care partner? Uh, you better believe it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we're only so good on our own. And so having a full panel of people who are different than us can really help us see things we might have missed. Yeah. Tifa, thank you very much and looking forward to reading the book. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for all you do, too. You're part of the team. You've been listening to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ. Be a great caregiver from anywhere.